Hello, everybody. Taylor and Jimmy here with another wonderful episode of the Roots of Life podcast. We're very happy to be here today. Jimmy, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing pretty good today. I'm doing a lot better than the last few days. I've been a bit sick, as you can probably tell with my voice. You a bit nasally there? A bit nasally. My throat's a bit sore, so it's a bit raspy as well. Has it been a flu? Have you been coughing lots? Um, no, it's, it's been a cold. Um, the girlfriend has it as well. She's been coughing a lot, like nonstop, but I didn't get that symptom. So spreading the disease. Yeah. Thankfully I beat that part. I don't like coughing. It hurts. I had a conversation or I was listening to a conversation the other day about sicknesses and, uh, the way that the viruses like to spread is through coughing. That's how they go about staying alive. It's their natural way of fighting for existence. I can see that. Which is kind of which is kind of interesting because you don't really think of a virus or a cold in that way. Yeah, you don't right? think of it as like sentient. You think of it as a symptom, like a cough yeah. is a symptom of you being sick. But it's, I mean, I it's think really I... the the cold's way of expanding and growing. Yeah, I think um, cough. Like coughing is also um, like just your body's way of expelling stuff that's in your lungs as well, because sometimes mucus and things build up in the lungs when you're sick. So maybe that's how um, the, the virus gets you to cough. But I know it is also like the way for your body to kind of expel some of that gross stuff from your system while you're sick. Yeah, I think... I forget where I was listening to this conversation. It might have been another podcast or it might have. It must have been actually now that I'm thinking about it. I don't think this is a conversation (laughs) I had with anybody particular, but I think that was the argument they were making is that that is not a valid way for your body to fight it off. Okay. Is like the your white blood cells will do a better job honing in on it and killing it inside of you than your body can actually dispelling of the. Uh, the mucus and the phlegm and the bad stuff. Oh, so wow. that was the argument that was being made. I don't really yeah. know, but uh, know it, like, it was an interesting yeah. conversation to listen to from an outside perspective and kind of hear just about how the the virus itself, in a more natural way, is that how that's how it goes about surviving. Yeah, right. Yeah. Instead of it's not our body's way of healing itself, but it's the virus's way of surviving. So that was interesting. That's yeah, that's really cool actually. Cool yeah, it, again, you know, we've talked about it so many times just changing the perspective a little bit, kind of expanding the mind and just kind of looking at things from a new angle and it's yeah. kind of interesting where where your mind can take you in that sense. Mhm. But yeah, yes. so I've got something I want to talk to everybody about a little bit today. The last week or two, maybe even a little longer, have been mm-hmm. At the least, interesting. (laughs) We've been going through some hoops. We've been making some moves. And it's been a process. So if if you're listening to this episode of the podcast... It'll be probably three weeks before this one's out, I think. So yeah, it'll probably... If you're listening to this, by the time it gets released, it's probably mid-February... And if you've listened to anything previous, you'll you'll hear everything's 
we have some topics on New Year's. We have uh, topics and conversations about things kind of regarding New Year's resolutions. We don't want to. We don't necessarily like pinpoint it down to that, but we, you know, we talk about uh, exercise and you know physical health and everything like that. But we wanted to get that stuff out as soon as possible so that it was relevant to the time. Now we've learned that recording this show and getting it ready for release is i like to think it's the easiest part of it <laughs> i really enjoy the recording part it's the, the fun computer part computer work is is a lot harder yeah so i do most of the audio work i do the editing i do the mixing i get it ready i send the files to jimmy and then i leave it up to jimmy and jimmy gets the rest ready he's and so, Jimmy, tell everybody a little bit about the process of going through the certification and getting everything ready so that we can get this show on iTunes. Because it's, I think, a little bit more difficult. And I think I just want to give everybody a little bit of perspective so that if they are listening to this at a certain time and it seems weird or things seem out of place and maybe not in a chronological order and maybe not relevant in a way, then they kind of have a little bit of an understanding why, because I want, I don't want people to think that we're doing things. There's no rhyme to the reason. I want them to have a bit of an understanding. So explain to them a little bit about what you've been doing in terms of (laughs) the production for the show over the last few weeks. Well, um, the way we've, we've decided to do it now is so simple. It's ridiculous. Um, but the way we were going to do it, the way we first found, um, read that it was easy to do was to put everything up on, on a go- our Google drive link from there to WordPress in a post that we'd put, that we'd post. Um, and then from there, we, we create an RRS, RSS feed through FeedBurner, and then f- get all the stuff on feed burner correct which is all <laughs> meticulously meticulous and pretty difficult um there's not a lot of there's troubleshooting and everything in there but there's not a lot of like answers as to like how do i fix that it's more just like here's what's wrong so then you kind of got to figure out why your link is dead and why things are give, coming back as um as text instead of whatever it was supposed to be and so it, it was like three weeks. I think we were struggling with getting our WordPress and everything to work properly. And it still didn't work until I finally found this one article that stated that that no longer works at all. So we we decided um, to use SoundCloud instead, which is now another place where you can find our podcast. Um, and... It's a lot easier. We had been told before we before we started that SoundCloud was um, not as good as doing it the way that we had planned initially. Um, so the SoundCloud is actually a lot easier. With the, the amount of content we had, um, we were over our limit for free um, uploads within five seconds of uploading. Uh, because course, we're like, badasses and like to record a lot. <laughs> We, yeah, we just like to talk a lot. So, um, yeah, our, our yeah, five seconds, I think, of my uploading. I uploaded 
three episodes and it was like no that's that's a lot that's too much you're over your limit so now we're on soundcloud you can find us uh roots of life podcast and soundcloud itself creates an r rss feed for you which you then submit to itunes and google play and whatever other podcast hosting um website that you want two of those i um iTunes and Google Play I have submitted to and have not heard back yet, but hopefully by the end of this week, I guess, um, hopefully by tomorrow, we'll have an answer and it'll be up and everyone can listen. Another two I tried, they they're, they just required different things that we didn't have. Um, they required a different type of picture that I couldn't uh couldn't figure out how to get it to work. We couldn't convert our artwork that we've decided to use to mm-hmm. uh, to their specific to their specs that they require yeah. to list our show. They wanted a certain size, and that size was the wrong shape for our picture, and it it just wasn't working for me. So we scrapped those two, and <laughs> we're going with Google Play, iTunes. They're I mean they're the top ones right now, anyways. So it should work out. But yeah, it's when you first start, it's really difficult because there's so many different answers out there and a lot of stuff changes like each year, different updates and things like that. So most of the information that we found uh, to begin with was was all incorrect at this point because it doesn't work anymore. So it was just interesting to see how difficult it was to actually get everything going. But honestly, like, creating the websites and all those things it's it's literally just input what you need and it it doesn't it doesn't actually take that much time it's just figuring out which website you're supposed to use or which website will work the best that's the hard part so now it's all working and we're ready to go so with that being said everybody by the time you hear this you can go check out itunes you can give us a like. You can subscribe. It'll make a huge difference. It'll help us out. You can find us on YouTube, Roots of Life Podcast. Uh, watch the videos. Check them out. Listen to the show. We greatly appreciate it. You can also find us on Google Play. Same thing. Rate us. Give us a subscribe. Check out the show. Listen to it. See what we have to say. If you want to reach SoundCloud. out to us at all, SoundCloud as well is another one. If yeah. you want to check, if you want to reach out to us, hit us up on Twitter, Roots of Life Pod. We've got our Gmail as well, rootsoflifepodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to reach out to us. We want to hear from you. All of that jazz. Thank you. We love you. So this is something that I kind of expected it in a way. Because nothing Mm -hmm. in the world is that easy. As much as we wanted it to be, it wasn't. And this is something that I think a lot of people in this day and age are... uh, having to deal with is we wanted to start this because we wanted to do something creative. We wanted to express ourselves in a new medium and try something out and uh, give you all content that we thought that you would like to see and that we would like to associate ourselves with. So Mm -hmm. we, we started doing the show and we got ready and we were excited about it and we were trying new things and we found kind of what works for us and how we can get into our flow. And now we got there and then it became 
we had to go from the business or from the creative side of things to the business side of things, which is we had to go to the technical standpoint of where we had to get things going. And if we wanted to actually make this art, we had to put it out there for everyone, right? We had to put it out there so that everyone could listen to her else or else we're just doing it for ourselves, which is totally cool. But that I think that wasn't why we did the show. That wasn't why we started it. And that this is something that I think a lot of people in creative industries battle with these days because especially in the music industry I know for my for my side of things is that record labels aren't as big anymore because there's not as much money going into the industry and musicians are able to do things on their own in terms of their marketing and their ultimately you have to know that as a musician you're a brand right you are uh, there's, people want a specific kind of special relationship with an artist. They feel like they want to know you, right? That's why they, they can relate to your music. That's why your favorite artist you feel like you can relate to generally. So there's a lot of musicians out there who really suck at business, right? They don't want to do that. All they want to do is they want to stay inside. They just want to write songs. They just want to do that. And unfortunately, that's, just, that's not the way things are done anymore, for a lot of people, it's really hard to do that because ultimately you just, you're probably not going to be able to do anything successfully if you don't learn to do it yourself. Being a musician or being a creative in this age is very much about being an entrepreneur, taking action, taking grasp of what's in front of you and making the most of it and honing in on it and growing and becoming better at it and learning from it. So this is something that I've had to learn to do. This is stuff that we as a team, me and Jimmy have decided to take on and learn to do together. So this was a learning process. It was fun. We really enjoyed it. We thank you all for being patient with us and uh, being on this journey with us and growing with us. It's been a lot of fun. It's been very rewarding. Would you not, th would you not say so, Jimmy? Oh, I definitely say so. Like, I, I really enjoy doing these podcasts. Um, just like the conversation alone is, is just fun to do. And it's, I don't know, it's helpful during the day. Just take a break for an hour two hours. Talk uh, to like your best friend on, on a podcast. Talk about whatever topic you've chosen. And then go, with, go about the rest of your day. And it kind of just makes everything, I don't know, easier. It's a good time. Yeah, it's a great way just to... You know, get everything out there, put it on the table, yeah. let everybody hear what we have to say, what we have to say to each other. And it just, it goes and it works. And yeah, so it's been really fun. We thank you all for being with us. Uh, if you've had any positive experiences listening to the show, or if you've been able to take any of our advice and implement it into your life and make any positive changes for yourself, let us know. We love to hear it. You know, that's the stuff that. Uh, I kind of feed off of is, you know, knowing how I affect other people. And I always try to make that in a positive, uh, in a positive light, just because I don't like to feed off the negativity. I don't like to push the negativity out. You know, I want to try and give everybody something to listen to and hopefully impact people in a positive way. Yeah. So that's about it for the first topic. I just wanted to get that all out there so that everybody had a little bit of understanding. Everybody could know and just, I don't, I didn't want to leave any shades of gray. You know, I just wanted everybody to 
be on the same level as I wanted to be straight with you guys. Jimmy wanted to be straight with you guys. We wanted to just leave everything out in the field. And I would also say, if you do want to start your own podcast or you are starting your own podcast, if you have any questions or coming up with anything that's like difficult for you, definitely send us like, send us a message, say, Hey, can you like help me get through this? Or if you just need like a little bit of something, just let us know. I'll definitely be down for answering any of your questions. If I can't, I'll try and try and find the information for you as well. Yeah. I think one of the best parts about this was the fact that we got to do this together. I think if Mm -hmm. you're trying to do these things on your own, it's not easy. And it's it can be a lot more frustrating when you're exploring these ideas and when you can't find the answer, you get frustrated and you get stuck and then you almost want to give up. Perseverance is a hard thing to push yourself through. Mm-hmm. But me and Jimmy, you know, we had each other to fall back on and we had the other one to keep pushing us forward and keep supporting each other. So that was really helpful. And so, yeah, like Jimmy said, totally open to help if you have questions. Uh, I do a certain side of ev- of the show. I work on certain things and Jimmy does other stuff. So whether it's questions about the recording or certain like gear that you might need or if it's, you know, more towards uh, some of the computer and technical stuff, you know, Jimmy's kind of there as well. So, you know, feel free to reach out to us, guys. Do you know the email? Rootsoflifepodcast at gmail.com. Rootsoflifepod on Twitter. Hit us up. We want to hear from you. So, Jimmy, I've got another topic that I want to talk about today. Okay. It's an interesting one. We haven't talked about it directly, maybe a little bit, you know, here and there. Yeah. Uh, So, I'm going to start by giving a little bit of insight as to why I want to talk about it. But I want to talk about education. I want to talk about the way it benefits us, the negatives. There's, There's pros and cons to it all. We all know that. So, I've been... I went... I started a new class. I had my first day last Wednesday. It's one night a week. And I decided to go. This fits perfectly into what we were just what I was just saying. I didn't even realize it. I'm doing a music business class. Now I own a business. I own I am an entrepreneur. I own my own business. I contract my services, my musical services to musicians, artists, whoever might need it. Uh, I contract my services to the studio, you know, and so ultimately I wanted to learn how to make my business work better for me. I wanted to learn how to make it grow, how I could expand and just make life a little bit easier with a little bit of knowledge. And so I went to this class last week and I went through the class. It was a couple hours, sat there, talked to the teacher. It was a relatively small class. There was about 15 people. And I don't know if I've ever left a class more excited or more inspired than I ever have in my entire life. And that's after me going through Nimbus as well, which is a very unique school in its own right. It's, you know, totally out of the ordinary compared to what you would be used to at any form of university. You know, I got to hang out in the studio every day. I would record bands. I would record artists. You know, it was always a lot of fun. You learn a lot of interesting things. And so after going through Nimbus, I was like, man, like there's got to be no better school out there. Like, this is it. Like, this is 
if there's any idea of what school should be, that was it for me. And it was so much fun. So I went to this new class and I, I, I couldn't never imagine myself doing a business class or a business, like doing a bachelor's in business or something like that. It always seemed like crazy out of this world. I was like, no, nah, man, like I could never do that. And now as I start to go down the rabbit hole, I'm getting more and more excited about it. Mind you, I've only done one class. But the teacher was so on point, was like he was, he's, mind you, he has such similar interests to me. Like he was a hot yoga teacher for seven years. He was like making all these quotes and uh, all these like philosophical quotes in class and talking about like Buddha and all these just sweet things. I was like, man, like this guy is awesome. And he was just like, the world is there. Like, you know, just do it. Like, just whatever it is that is, like, holding you back, like, just toss it to the side. Get out there. Make the world work for you. He was like, you know, there's there's too much to do. It, it goes with that saying, like, there's there's not enough time in a day. Jimmy, have you ever had a teacher like that? Just one teacher that was so inspiring that you just, like were ready like whatever it was they were teaching you were ready to like just go and do and accomplish things um i mean i've had a couple teachers throughout the years like um there was one teacher in elementary school um mr schlitz actually shout out he was he was probably like the coolest elementary school teacher i ever had and like all of his teaching was was on point uh he had he had this one He had this one poster up that was up in the top right corner of his classroom. And it, it basically was talking about how, like, the best ways to learn. And I, I always remember this, that, like, um, it goes through different ways, like listening, watching, whatever. And then finally at the bottom, the best way for learning is teaching. So I always thought that was the coolest thing. That, like, helping somebody else and, and you'll learn, like, um, you'll learn more by trying to explain it yourself because you'll see what parts you don't fully understand where you can't explain it you're just like well this is just how it is and you're like well I don't I obviously don't get it if if that's the, the case and then through high school I had another um another teacher he uh he was my socials teacher he was super awesome everything that he was teaching he just made it really interesting even though it was like, some of it was like, wow, this is really terrible and I don't really want to learn this, but it's kind of interesting now that you've put it in this perspective. And then uh, in university as well, I've had just, it's just teachers that like, that's, they seem, they seem excited to be teaching, I feel. It's the ones that want to like, they want to spread the information. They want to, they want people to learn. They want you to be successful. They're not just there to get their paycheck and throw some stuff up on the board, have you copy it down and then regurgitate it later. They're the ones that like want you to understand and be engaged in the subject. And I, I just find that really, like really impressive when, when you can have a teacher that'll do that. That's been my experience as well. Going through school, I always noticed that the experience I had in school was never due to the curriculum mm. It was directly to the person who was portraying it, you know, the person who was telling it to me. If they were interested in it and they could put a spin on it that 
made sense or that was intriguing, you know, I was much more likely to take it in and grow from it or learn from it. So that was my experience as well. And I, I get that same feeling that Mr. Schlitz's poster displayed as well was that, yeah, I get that same feeling that I learned from teaching, you know, Mm -hmm. there's things that when a student asks me for help at the school and, you know, I have to go in there and sometimes I'm like, they ask me for help on a specific question. I'm like, I don't really know, but it's up to me to figure it out. And so I go in there, they're like, oh, like this doesn't work. Can you help me out? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Let's go. We go check it out. And, you know, I don't always know the answer. I just go in there and I do my best to figure it out and see if we can find a solution to the problem at hand. And so that is one example of exactly what you just said, where I'm learning. I'm I'm learning the solution to, to that problem because I'm trying to figure it out for someone else yeah exactly right so i'm i'm learning from teaching and that's i've i find teaching very re- rewarding i don't necessarily agree with a lot of teachers i think a lot of them are old and a lot of them come from a different time and didn't uh, necessarily change with the times and i think with the way that society is changing you have to change with the times or you become irrelevant how how many people are now out of jobs because they're in their 60s and they didn't want to learn about computers yeah i i mean like that sounds silly but it's so true right the like computers since the 80s have just like exploded like in the 80s a computer was the size of a room and now today you have a computer in your pocket. <laughs> like that's, and that's, and the computers in your pocket are more powerful than the, that computer that was the size of a room. It's ridiculous how fast technology moves. I have an aunt and uncle who to this day do not have a computer and do not have a cell phone. Actually, I stand corrected. I think they have a cell phone, but it's still... Flip like a cell phone or, with yeah. no screen. Yeah, it's like a flip phone with no screen or anything. Or maybe it's got like the simple like little LED screen where it's just like the numbers pop up when you yeah. push them. And then it says ringing, you know, like that's about <laughs> it. So, yeah, I mean, c- continually try to learn and grow. And if you have questions, feel free to reach out to us. If, you know, there's always that's one of those things that it comes down to where like, you know, there's a certain gratification that you get from giving back mm-hmm. to people. You know, you'll, you'll learn a lot about things out in the world when you help other people. And you also learn a lot about yourself. You know, I never, Nimbus is probably one of the first places that taught me that I, I want to teach. I like teaching. I like educating, you know, teaching and educating, I guess are a little different in their own right, but I, I get a special kick from it and, you know, I just learned that from doing a new job and I like growing and I like trying new things. So I think if you, if you're stuck, you want to try something new, find a way that you can give back to your community a little bit and maybe, maybe you won't enjoy that and, but you might learn, but at the same time you're learning while you're there 
you're learning something new and maybe you learn that you don't like that job as a whole and you can know to stay away from that job in the future. Yeah, what what was your experience in university like compared to high school, Jimmy? Um, university was very different. Because you've told me about uh, certain professors that had a way, more practical way of yeah, teaching. Yeah, they had more like experiential. To... So you ex- like experience different things rather than like just being like, here's the facts, here's what happens, here's why. It's more like, hey, how do you feel when this happens? And then you're like, oh, okay. I, I feel this part of me feels like this and this part of me feels like this. And you're like, okay. Now, what does that make you think about? So, I don't know. Um, there's lots of different stuff, though, in university. Because, I mean, I'm not, like, I wasn't all just taking those courses that I had to take. I was also taking stuff that I was allowed, that I was allowed to just go and be like, oh, cool, that seems interesting. I'm going to go do that. Like, I mean, I took a comic book course. And, like, we literally read comic books, read, like, how comic books are structured and why and, like, what the spaces mean in between the things in between the pictures and how they relate to how the story is told. And it's just so cool that there's so many different things that you can learn uh, in just different ways. Cause I've, I've read lots of comic books where you're just like, Oh cool. There's pictures. Awesome. Look at all this action. Pow. Cool. But then when you go in and you're like, okay, now I get, I see why they did it like that. And it's, it's really interesting. So I had I had a, um, a lot of great experiences in university where I'd go into class thinking, oh man, I don't I don't really want to go to class. And then you get there and you're like, oh, this topic today, super interesting. The teacher, I've had teachers running around the classroom, just like so excited to be teaching this one subject that they're talking about for the day. Actually, one of the teachers, he did it every day. He was just so stoked to be there. And it's just, it's great to see that energy. And you, you don't get that in like a, in in a high school or elementary school, I think it's because most of the time in those places, those teachers, they, they're stuck babysitting to a point where they can't be excited because they have to kind of stay on a level to bring everyone else down to that level so that they can pay attention. But I think that's also part of like a, like a societal problem in my, in my eyes where we all think that to learn, you have to be able to sit there straight back, staring straight ahead and like not breaking eye contact with the teacher as they stand in front of you and tell you these facts where like a lot of people, a lot of people don't learn unless they're physically able to like move and like engage themselves with things and, and, and go and explore things and see why things do that with their hands. So that was cool with, with the university. I got to go do that. Like we got to sit there and we got to do some meditation. We got to do these weird, um, experiential things where we'd sit not touching back to back and then think of, we, this one thing we were doing, we were thinking of an emotionally charged, um, experience that we had and thinking of a part, um, the times that it worked the most was when you were thinking of something that happened and you felt like something physical in yourself. And then the other person, they were supposed to just sit there and then feel like calmly think, feel like where in their body they could feel things and what was going on. And then in the end, they would express like what they felt and where. And I was doing this with, um, with a friend, Jean Gaucher. He actually, we did a shout out to him at, our first and second podcast, I believe. He helped us a bit with finding some ways to do some research. Um, And 
he actually, both of us, when we did it, we, we'd switch off and do it differently. We both felt this, this like weird physical sensation in a different part of our body. We were like, well, that's weird. Why did that just happen? And then we'd explain it to the other, like, this is what I felt. And then each of us were like, well, that's, that's part of what I was feeling. Like I was feeling this, this emotional thing. And part of it was to do with say, say you got like, um, like a dead leg and I don't know, some, but, and it was like really emotional for you somehow. Um, so that was, that was the feeling like he was like, Oh, my leg kind of hurt for a bit there. And then be like, well, yeah, this is what I was thinking. Like, this is what I was taught, like thinking about, and this is how I was feeling. And he's like, Oh yeah. Okay. That makes sense. That's why that hurt. So it was weird, but yeah, it was cool to experience that. So it was, it's one of those weird experiential things. Um, but yeah, I don't know. University was really awesome in that way. Uh, I did want to say something though, in, on the topic of education. The other day I was sitting there just thinking to myself about, um, the way, like what people themselves, what people listen to, what people put in front of themselves, basically. And I was thinking that like, for some reason I got on topic of like hip hop culture and the way that like a lot of the words that are used are not necessarily like grammatically correct and all these things. Um, so it, it ends up being like a lot of like English changes in the way in, in different ways because people are deciding to use these words like um, like finna and fire and all these different stuff like different cultural words that people use nowadays and because it comes from this popular culture and then I was thinking what we listen to what we put in front of us it really influences who we are so was, and I was thinking that those people become our teachers they become our educators they educate us the, the about the ways of the world how everything works what's going on and so to me I was just thinking that you kind of need to kind of need to pay attention to what you're putting in front of you what you're listening to who like who it is that you're you're idolizing because that person ends up becoming your teacher for the way you're going to live your life in a way um, maybe not for every aspect of your life in every way but there's going to be parts of that person manifesting within you in a way so I just thought it was real weird thought that I had the other day thought I'd share yeah I totally agree with you man it's a big issue in my mind with the younger generation who don't have that way of filtering out that nonsense when they see it you know when we were children which sounds so weird you know like huh, when I was a kid <laughs> we're getting old yeah, we're getting old now, I guess. No, we're not. We're not. No, no, no. <laughs> Age is all mine, it's all state, relative. my friend. Yes, absolutely. So when we were young, when we were children, we didn't have cell phones. Cell phones were not common, and we didn't grow up with them. By the time we got to our teenage years, you know, it was when cell phones started to break out, and cell phones started to become mm -hmm. more of a common thing for people to have. Those full keyboard phones under the desks, staring straight at the teacher because you could do it with, without looking. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I remember Loved when it. my parents got their first cell phone. And it was like a weird looking phone. I mean, it was all 
It's like that weird Nokia brick thing. Sort of, yeah. It, I mean, yeah. it was a little bit more slender, I guess, than the brick. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> it was pretty close. Uh, so I felt like by the time... By the time cell phones came around, I I had developed a sense of self and I had matured and developed a little bit more to the point where I, I had a sense of right and wrong and I could I could separate the two. Obviously there are certain things that I chose not to. Well uh, when you talk about, you know, hip hop culture, like I'm very invested in it and I listened mm-hmm. to it a lot growing up and I was a part of the culture in my own way. And you know, I just, I listened to a lot of, you know, say like what people might consider the negative aspects of it, but I understood that it was not necessarily the right thing. And or it was metaphorical in a way for something. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I was able to pull the positive things out of it and really harness in on those and um, take them for what they were. But I feel like a lot of kids growing up now have cell phones from the time of, you know, being, you know, they're playing, iP- they're playing on iPads when they're a year old or six months and they're pushing buttons and all the lights are shining up in their face and they get excited. It's like, it's, it's a marketing thing in terms of, you know, a kid knows McDonald's sign and associates the sign with the food and the feeling that it gets when it eats the food before it even knows what McDonald's is. Right. So it, it's like that stimulation that people get. And, you know, so and then growing from that at such a young age into a young adult where you've been exposed to the Internet in so many ways. Right. Where, whether, you know, it, it is exactly as we said, you know, like you're you're exposed to all these things and they become your teachers and you don't even realize that you're letting those ideas that manif- manifest inside you. It was so crazy to me that, like, uh, hip-hop culture has turned into this whole, like, trap music movement, right? And there's people who use, like, the words ratchet and all these things. And I understand that it's, like, you know, you're young and it's uh, part of, you know, the change in the pop culture that's coming out. And But to hear people talk like that is such a weird thing to me. And I, that's where I think literally like, it seems like we're getting old because it's just not relative to what we are or what we know. But I think that it's negatively impacting a lot of people. Definitely. I definitely agree. I, I feel like, I don't know, man. Like I feel like people would get upset just, you know, like, oh, we just don't understand, you know, we're old. Yeah, I feel like that's going to happen for this one. It's going to happen. And it's interesting to think about, you know, because I think computers were a similar thing for like our parents to us. Mm-hmm. You know, my parents were always like, why are you on the computer so much? Why are you doing that? Da da da. And I was like, oh, like, you know, my parents didn't have computers when they were young. Right. So yeah. they just didn't use them. And then they didn't understand why we would want to like beyond them and exploring things right mind you when i was a kid i did not use the computer for anything productive no not at all i was on uh, msn most of the time talking to people talking to my friends and whatever girls mostly girls sending lots of emojis lots of emojis totally (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i it's weird that you know people just need to 
I don't know. Like, I don't even want to have a television for my kid. I want to, like, keep my kid, like, if I ever have children, you know, away from screens, you know, at least for the first little while. Yeah, I think, like, when you're when they're young, it's good to keep them away from the screens, but that's also the best time for them to learn how to, like, work the computer. And, like, learning is easier when you're younger, but I think it's best to just stay away from the screens. I would rather my child have emotional intelligence I, yeah. than than that, uh, you know, physical those m- small motor skills that I think that can be learned oh, they, yeah. over time. But I feel like, you know, part of the reason that I am the way I am is just because the emotional intelligence uh, that I have, you know, I, I directly relate that to my upbringing, right? The emotional development, you know, that my mother helped with, right? From raising yeah. me a specific way, not that I was, you know, raised in any unordinary way or anything, but I think it's important for children to to develop those relationships from a young age. Yeah, having relationships that don't end up being just like, "Hey, check out this cool meme," "Hey, check out this cool video," and that's what a lot of relationships are these days. Yeah, right, and that's why like those memes that you see are always crazy, like uh, just ones about like I don't know girls and bo- like. I always find the ones about girls and boys weird, you know, whether it be about like the girl's boyfriend and the boy's girlfriend and like the girl, whatever, like her friends. And it it teaches that these, these younger generations that like, this is okay. Like, you know, I don't even know. I can't even think of the memes, but the amount of stuff nowadays is like about side chicks. Exactly. Yes. That stuff is crazy. And that is creating the idea that it's okay. Yeah. And people don't realize it, but then they're like, yeah. And then I've heard, girls talk about guys side chick or like maybe she is a side chick and you're just like oh my god like i can't believe you're even like using those yeah those specific like grammatical terms that term is for the internet only yeah yeah it's crazy man it's crazy it's so weird how pop culture and technology is just changing the human species at such a rapid rate yeah like each week there's a new there's a new meme that everybody's talking about like oh this is totally me and then next week they're like no I was oh, that one wasn't me this one's me and it's ridiculous and then the amount of those challenges like the, the like I guess the the one that I always think about is like the neck nominations and then there's like the ALS challenge the ice bucket one that one was good what's the neck nomination the neck nomination one was like you 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 do some crazy like drinking thing um, I think it started out like some guy was like shotgunning a beer and then he's and then and then he's like, okay, I, I neck know I'm like these three people. And then they had to do something. Um, I don't think it was necessarily that you had to outdo the other person, but you just had to like drink something on video and then like nominate somebody else. But it turned into to being like everyone outdoes the person that did, did something before them to the point where people were drinking like full forties of vodka in one go and then like doing something crazy and then they die because a 40 of vodka in one go is alcohol poisoning. <laughs> so, yeah, That's all those ridiculous, right? All those challenges that are happening, like those kind of things, they keep coming up like, oh, try this, try that. I mean, in a way, I kind of think it's OK because I'm a I'm a terrible person and this is going to sound awful. But I sometimes think that it's OK that these things happen because we kind of have too many people anyways. Do you think it's survival of the fittest? In a way. I th- do you think I, if it's like, it's like, if you're stupid enough to do it, you deserve 
what happens in a way whether it be death or not right like yeah. if, you know say if you're stupid enough to drink a two six of or a 40 of vodka and you get sick and you puke your guts out all night that's okay like you deserve it because you did something yeah de- oh definitely I've, i think if nature. you made a conscious choice to drink a 40 ounce of vodka and you end up in the hospital getting your stomach pumped you deserved it but I, I I don't necessarily think that everybody deserved to die or whatever because they do these stupid things. But I sometimes think it's okay because we have too many people on the planet, in in like in my own opinion. Well, yeah. When, when you look at the number of people on the planet and how rapidly, exponentially that number is growing... And will continue to grow and how much we've already damaged the planet over the past couple thousand years. Where do you think we're going to be in a couple more thousand years? You know, if we make it. Well, that's exactly it. Right. And it's going yeah. to be strictly to our own doing. It's not going to be time for the sun to explode. It's not going to be like the ocean. It's not going to be that the fresh water dries out. You know, it's going to be strictly something that we brought upon ourselves and yeah, which is unfortunate, you know, but I guess that's sometimes where, yeah, natural selection. Exactly. I mean, I'm in a way, I feel like I'm a terrible person for saying these things like, cause they're human beings and they have, they have families, friends, feelings, all these things. But I'm also like, well, we're all animals on the earth. And sometimes when you have too many, like when when it, there's when there's like a population of deer that is overrun because they're natural predators, these wolves have been taken out because they were too close to civilization because we moved into their territory. Those deer they they populate and they populate because their their predator has gone, and then you have to do a culling of those deer. You have to get rid of a lot of them because they're destroying the land around. They're eating too much. There's too many. So I feel the same way about people. In a way, I hey man, I totally get it. I don't. I think it makes perfect sense, and I think it's only a matter of time. You know, it's waiting for something to happen, and mother Mother Nature will always correct its course. I think. Mm-hmm. I hope so. You know, there, there's a reason floods happen. There's a reason earthquakes happen. There's a reason people die. There's a reason that there's a expiration date on our physical selves. Mm-hmm. I ask people to remember that because the physical self won't be here forever. Our bodies are not meant to be forever. Maybe it seems like a long time to be here, but in the grand scheme of things, there's a lot more time in the world than we really understand and work towards something Yeah. because who knows when it can be taken away from you. Enjoy your time here. Be smart about it. Grow, develop, that physical strength. Don't be one of those weak people. You know, I'm not saying, yeah, like we're not saying that people are weak because these things happen, but develop yourself. Do whatever kind of growth you need to do. Push yourself forward. Yeah. And, you know, find those teachers that are inspiring, helpful, and push you to do more. And ultimately, you'll live a happy life and hopefully you'll have developed a bit of you know you'll have a better understanding when you get on to the next life you'll grow into something more something stronger the world is here for you to make the most of it
So I want to ask you, what different ways do you use to acquire more knowledge? Like what, what works best for you? Research probably. I don't know. Also life experiences. It's literally, you know, I, yeah. I don't know. There's a bunch of ways of learning. I think, uh, like you said, like we kind of talked about before is lots of different people have different ways of learning. You know, some people learn from mm-hmm. sitting down and reading. Some people learn from doing. I think that I, I learn from doing things. Somebody can tell me something a million times and I won't take it in until I manage to somehow implement that information and use it myself. Yeah. You know, uh, using my actual motor skills to uh, make sure that it sticks with me a little more. That's one way of, for me to learn. I have to I have to write a lot. I have to write notes. You know, if I want to, if somebody does, if, I, if I'm in a classroom setting, then, you know, a practical way is probably the best way for me to learn. Or if I have direction. But there's also, yeah. I think probably the way that I've grown most or the way that I continue to grow and learn is probably from trying new things. I will try something new and and 95% of the time it's presenting me with a new challenge and it's usually a challenge that maybe I'm not ultimately prepared for or I'm not ready for or I don't have the answer to and so at that point I have to somehow figure out the workaround I have to troubleshoot and I have to problem solve so mm-hmm. sometimes it can be easier than others. Sometimes I don't know how to do something. And there's a teacher right there to, uh, for me to ask the question. I always try to uh, be diligent about it. If I have somebody there who I know has the answer, instead of letting my ego get the better of me and making me, you know, I'll, instead of sitting there and trying to figure out the answer myself for 20 minutes, I'll just ask the guy next to me, you know, utilizing my resources to the best of my capabilities i think there's uh, a stigma around males particularly you know i always the the idea that comes to mind is uh if you're say driving with your partner like if me and olivia went on a trip somewhere and we say we were lost and she is like oh let's just ask for directions and my ego gets the better of me and i'm like no 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 like i've got it like don't worry about it i know where i'm going but really, I don't. I lost. I'm just letting my ego overpower my wisdom, you know? Like, I think it'd be wise at that point yeah. to stop, ask someone for directions, see if they know where to go. And ultimately, that would get me where I'm going probably that much faster. Yeah, quicker, you know, probably. like that much quicker. Yeah. So I think sometimes it's important to follow your instinct. I think the universe will present you with things and you should listen, you know, do your best to listen to yourself. You know, if you can... Uh, from meditation you know you'll learn to have a sense of self and you'll learn to uh, hone in on those instincts and act on them better so I think that's important as well but you have to learn to divide that line between uh, instinct and ego I guess because I think the ego will get in the way a lot of the times where you're like oh no my instinct tells me I'm going the right way if if you honestly think that you're going the right way then great like you know follow that like i approve of that and i think you should follow that but if you're you know tight and you're just like no 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 i know where i'm going 
right? It's like, well, you probably don't. You should probably stop and ask for help, right? So the more confident you are in your abilities and the more open you are to, you know, receiving help and knowledge, you know, I think will ultimately make a difference in, in how you approach these challenges that are presented to you in life. So, yeah, I mean, I guess getting back to my point was sometimes, you know, I will ask the person next to me or sometimes I have to rely on myself to, you know, go find the answers where sometimes if I'm not in a classroom setting, I don't have somebody next to me with the answer, then it's up to me to find the answer. And at that point, I just I will sit down and I will read. And if it's something I'm interested in, then I'll, uh, you know, maybe sometimes I'll read a something on the internet maybe sometimes i'll uh of course always taking everything from the internet like taking it with a grain of salt you know always take into consideration the source that you're finding it from that's something i have an issue with i mean wikipedia is great but you can change it see i don't i don't trust wikipedia i mean i take wikipedia with a grain of salt because that's exactly Wikipedia, though, it has it has this like community around it that kind of checks things and makes it make sure it's not just baloney. But at the same time, yeah, you can go on there and just change it whenever you want. So depending on when you gone gone on there, if the wrong person has just changed a whole bunch of stuff that day, it could all be wrong. See, so, and that's what I don't like. I, I yeah. want to I like to find people I trust. And mm-hmm. I think that's hard to do especially when you don't have relationships with people over the internet or it's harder to anyways, especially these uh, internet personalities, right? We hope to develop relationships with many of our listeners. We hope that we start, can begin to communicate and develop relationships and friendships. And I mean, I kind of want to have some people on here as well that we can talk to. And get their perspective on different things. As yeah, well. cool. I uh, I actually just got in touch with John recently. John yeah. is where was he in Guatemala? Yeah, somewhere nice. cool. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, somewhere just south cool. of Mexico. I can't remember the country. And he was a day away from traveling east to another country. On so he was going from the Atlantic Ocean side, or sorry, the Pacific Ocean side to the Atlantic Ocean side of things uh, down in Central America. I'm not too, the ge- the geographic locations down in geographic Central locations. America. So, uh, but I did talk with John. He was telling me about some of his experiences. I did get a chance to talk to him and tell him about this show particularly. And he was very excited about the idea. And he nice. had asked us, if he could come on the show and talk with us sometime. Oh, that'd be awesome. I would love to have John on the show. And so I think we had talked before about having John on the show and I would love to, and I'm happy that I didn't even have to ask him. He asked us, which is a great feeling knowing that somebody is, is is as excited about this as we are. Yeah. Because got one, one. that's one in the bag. (laughs) So uh, many more. Hopefully, over time, we'll be able to expand, get some more people in here, different people, different ideas, different conversations. It'll be fun. Yeah. It'll be lots of fun. So, it's awesome. Uh, because me and you, we can talk all day, you know, but oh, I definitely. think we can go forever. Yeah. But I think it'd be great to get other people in here who have different perspectives and different experiences in life. Yeah, exactly. Because I think that's ultimately what this show is about. 
is about we've we've created it and we started talking about our experiences and the way we perceive the world around us and the universe that we've created for ourselves. But now, you know, I, I want to hear what other people have. I want to hear what other people have created for themselves. And I want to, I want to, uh, you know, draw a little bit of that energy out of them and see what I can intake and see if uh, we can, you know, what you can manifest with. Yeah. Them. We'll see what we can build, see how we can grow. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So we look forward to that. Uh, you know, I'm sure, you know, we only have so many resources in terms of, you know, who we can get to talk to and everything like that. But we continue to hope to grow and, you know, just expand. So look forward to that in the future. If you're going to tune into future episodes, we hope you do. We appreciate all of you. Thank you, everybody for listening to episode 10 of the Roots of Life podcast. My name is Taylor. Thank you, Jimmy, for being here with me today. Thank you. Uh, everybody, if you'd like to reach out to us on Twitter, you can reach us at, at Roots of Life Pod. You can hit us up on the Gmail at Roots of Life Podcast at gmail.com. Actually, for the Gmail, send us something about your education or or the best ways you find to learn. I, I love... I love uh, reading about the ways that people learn and the, the the methods they use I like to try different things to see how it works for me in different um, different ways so it'd be cool to to get a whole bunch of different people's experiences sent in and then we can maybe share those or or try them out ourselves that kind of thing so that'd be cool if you have the time or the desire to become a patron on patreon.com forward slash roots of life hit us up on there if you have a couple dollars to throw away we appreciate it if not continue to listen look forward to next week episode 11 of the roots of life podcast thank you everybody we look forward to see you next week taylor and jimmy out